and welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. Today's episode is our coming out 2.0 episode. We did a coming out episode uh, way, way, way at the beginning of Mm -hmm. starting this podcast back in 2022. So you should go listen to that because we answered a bunch of questions and now we're going to be answering some more for you. Yeah, that was like our third episode and now we're in like 70s, 80s numbers. So (laughs) another 2.0, we always love coming back around to these topics Mm -hmm. and coming out is such a big topic with queer people that I feel Mm -hmm. like literally we could talk about this forever. I mean, even when we have guests come on, we pretty much always like have them go through in a way how they came out. Mm I don't know. Yeah. It's it's such a ingrained thing into queer cultures. This That's true. Out concept. Yeah. Do you have any like thoughts based on your coming out that you didn't share the first time or any like recent coming outs you've had to do to new people or any, like anything like that? Ooh, that's a good question. I was going to ask you when was your most recent coming out? And I guess my most recent one I was talking to someone at work and they were like talking in hypotheticals and they were like, are you straight? And I like shook my head now and they were like, bye. And I like shook my head now. And then they're like, lesbian. And I was like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, why are you going through the entire, like, like what would he have done if I just like kept shaking my head now? Yeah. And then I just like slid my girlfriend in conversation. Um, Right. But yeah, so that was, I think, my most recent coming out. I don't think I've had any other ones since that experience. Have you had any um, revelations or recent coming out experiences? I mean, I feel like I have to come out at work every time I meet somebody new. And like in my Mm -hmm. job, I'm working with new people all the time. Like anytime there's a new account that comes across my desk. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's some people it's, it comes up in conversation. There's others where... I don't say anything because it isn't relevant. Like we're not talking about our personal lives whatsoever. So why do right. I need to like slip my girlfriend's name in there? You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like that's something where in a corporate setting, because I'm in, you know, the corporate America world <laughs> from nine to five, um, it's very much like people don't really, ass- people, I guess I should say, it's very much like people assume that you probably have a husband and kids at home mm-hmm. and- I will be pretty vocal. And I saw this TikTok recently about a girl who was like, I'm gay, but I don't promote that at work. And I was like, oh, that's- I think I saw that. Yeah. I I, was like, well, that's a mistake, number one. I scrolled Um, past it. I was like, I'm not reading. I'm not watching this. Like, I don't relate. (laughs) I don't relate. I don't even necessarily agree, but she is in a more conservative place than Mm -hmm. me. And so like- I can't knock where someone else lives when I've never lived there. And also in other industries, I do think that like, sometimes you lie to get ahead. Like mm-hmm. I've even heard of not even like from a, from a sexual orientation perspective, but I've heard things like married people get taken more seriously mm-hmm. in a corporate setting than unmarried, than single people. And so mm-hmm. I've heard people like, instead of saying boyfriend, girlfriend, they'll say partner. Cause it takes, it sounds more serious. So yeah. I can, there's like, there's different sides to it Um, personally literally gay is my brand at work so I feel like because Mm -hmm. I'm a part of pride and other things that my my um, company does people I don't need to come out because they're like oh that's Gina she was like the leader she was the president of pride 
like I feel like I have gay written across my forehead in a good way. But I was like thinking recently about some of our guests that we've had on recently who didn't really have this big formal coming out. It was more just like casual or not even announced. It was just okay. And Mm -hmm. I was just like thinking, I feel like that's really what I wanted for mine. And then nobody else in my life really wanted it. Like they all wanted the big coming out. And I was like, can't we just like keep it moving? And Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of happy that there is more of like a keep it moving thing. Like even, I think that when I first came out to my family, I used the phrase bisexual and I don't know what they say when they talk about me, but if they go around being like Gina's bisexual, like that's not really how I describe myself these days. Mm -hmm. Like I usually just say gay or queer or pansexual or lesbian, depending on who I'm talking to, because Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. But I'm like, do I need to update them? That mm-hmm. feels stupid, but I don't know. They follow me on Instagram. So I feel like, right. <laughs> I feel like they've got some sort of idea. And also I like openly am such a misandrist that I'm like, you can't think that like there's ever a possibility that I'm going to be with a man again. Mm-hmm. But I also I think know. like if you're not like, it's, it's not like you're like, you must call me pansexual. Like, don't refer to me as gay. Don't refer to me as queer. Don't refer yeah, to me no. as any of these. Th- like, obviously, can't be just don't call me straight. Be yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, for the most part, you are pretty open to a, like any yeah. label, not any label, but you know what I mean? Like most labels, like, it's, yeah, it's a fine a fluid, for you. I'm not like hard yeah. or something. That's for sure. So yeah. I think that makes it a little bit easier to not have to like come out and update people about yeah. where you're at with your personal sexuality journey or gender journey, because like you oscillate between different ones too. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of all the stuff at work, I was talking about, about having to like always come out to new people. Somebody did ask, do you ever stop having to come out to the people around you? And I would say like, that depends because when you say the Mm. people around you, like I said, in my work setting, I'm meeting new people all the time. And so anytime you meet new people, unfortunately in this society, it's very much like you're straight till you tell them otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think though, if this people around you is like your friend group, you shouldn't have to keep coming out to people mm-hmm. who like know you like that shouldn't be happening. But when you meet new people, unfortunately, they're going to, unless you walk around looking like a, like, like a huge homosexual, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of us strive for, but even that <laughs> gets overlooked sometimes. Um, unless, you know, unless it's super obvious, I feel like people are going to assume until you tell them. So there is a level of identifying we always have to do, even if it's not coming out, it is identifying yourself. Right. That would be weird. I don't think anyone ever has to come out, right? That you choose to, to be known by other people and to get to know them. And if that information is relevant, like if you just start talking about your partner and someone starts asking more questions that's technically coming out whether you label yourself or not like you're still divulging information I think it's kind of hard to just like live a life of complete secrecy especially if you are in a queer relationship or queer presenting relationship I know when I fully worked from home I 
didn't really have to come out to anyone because all of the people that I interacted with for the most part knew. But now that I am going out into the world a little bit more, <laughs> I have to come out more. And honestly, I it's like not all doesn't always feel safe and doesn't always happen. But sometimes it is kind of funny. So sometimes it is worth it, even though it sucks in its own way. I actually read a book about being out at work and mm-hmm. there was a kind of a theme around like if you are putting energy into keeping a part of yourself hidden then you can't put all of your energy into the job at work and so it was kind of like talking mm-hmm. about how being out at work is good for business because if somebody can show up just as themselves then they don't have to put energy True. into anything besides the job and i think that could go for anything a project school like if you are worried about people finding out you you know you can't put all your energy into whatever you should be focusing mm. on. So it's exhausting. Like that, yeah. that's a lot of energy it takes to hide something. Yeah. And that makes me think of like masking and like people pleasing Mm -hmm. and just like all of the stress that being in the closet generally takes. Like that is a lot on top of our work days and commutes and everything else. Right. about capitalism that's soul-sucking like take away take away the hiding aspect if it makes it right. a little bit easier to exist and be a human um yeah but. since we're talking about the workplace already and this is not coming out at work episode just so you know it's just the next <laughs> question somebody did say how the heck do you bring up your correct pronouns in the workplace Now, that's definitely dependent on what workplace, because in mine, you can put it in your email signature, you can have it in like a display name, you can like type it places, like, I don't know, it's more, since we're on computers, there's some visual places you can put that, but in like, you know, a restaurant field or anything that's not computer based, Mm -hmm. that's definitely harder because then you're relying in conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely hard. Like for me personally, I don't talk to everyone that I work with. And I think sometimes the best way to like get around being misgendered or having the wrong pronouns used is to just like go up and introduce yourself and tell them your correct pronouns. I also think it's helpful though if you have people on your side to advocate for you because I feel like you're rarely going to hear them even like talking about you in third person much so it would be nice to have allies on your side to advocate for you when you aren't around and to be like yo don't don't call them that um and I work with like a lot of queer people so I know that if I were to be like hey I only want to use they them pronouns from now on I think that there are a few other queer people who I think would really like advocate for me and speak up for that but yeah I think it's all about kind of like asserting yourself, which is scary and hard in its own way. But obviously you could also do like the button thing, like wear a pin with oh, yeah. your pronoun or like if you have a name tag, write your pronouns on it. Land but like yours. I don't, yeah, like there are like little things you can kind of do to get around it. I think I even saw like earrings or a bracelet or something Cute. recently that you could wear. So there are other options around it if you don't want to go up and assert yourself to everyone you encounter. But it is, is definitely daunting. Or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even when I'm at work and I use she, her pronouns, but sometimes I'll find when I'm in like a, a zoom meeting with me, two other presumably women, and then one man. And then mm-hmm. when that man addresses us as ladies, I hate it because I'm mm-hmm. like, so why do you feel the need to point out the fact that you're the only man in the room. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. mind it so much if it's a a woman who does it because then I feel like she's more trying to like, I don't know, do the whole feminist like rah-rah thing, which is honestly (laughs) common in corporate America. And I yeah, like, I just don't call anyone a lady. I don't know anyone who wants to be called a lady. Maybe like old, older women, like old ladies. That's it. But like no one under the age of probably 40, probably even a lot of people over the age of 40, like people don't want to be called lady. I don't know anyone who's like, I love being called like a late, like lady. And like, I'm sure there are people who it does validate their gender identity and stuff. So so that's like, obviously a different thing, but I don't know. But I think it's weird to go into a room, see that there's three and not even you don't even know how they identify mm-hmm. you just see the names like Gina Chelsea and Katie or mm-hmm. you know what I mean like presumable girl names and you yeah. just he just assumes everything and then addresses mm-hmm. us as ladies and I'm like so what do you mean by that are you trying to be like look I'm the only dude in the room or like mm-hmm. like what is your goal are you trying to like play alpha male are you trying to like belittle yeah. us like do you just are want you to trying to be point out that you noticed like yeah what's going on I don't get it so like genders in general should stay out of the workplace like it's not yeah I don't think it's we don't need lady we don't need ma'am we don't need sir I don't feel like whenever anyone calls me like ma'am to try and be polite I'm offended (laughs) don't I hear it in my head like this ma'am yeah like I'm like that's me where's the ma'am, ma'am. here I'm, I'm like looking around for the ma'am behind me and then I'm like oh shit I'm the ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> miss yeah, no. like I don't want it just call me my name yeah no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh navigating out of a workplace coming out and into some questions about coming out related to bisexuality do I need to come out to my parents or can I just be bi and never actually tell them What an interesting concept, because I feel like if you end up in a perceivably heterosexual relationship, would they ever even need to know? I guess it's how much you want to share with your parents about Mm -hmm. your non-serious love life. Like that's the line is like, do you tell them about who you're casually dating? I think some people are close enough with their parents that it would be weird not to tell them, Mm -hmm. but others, I don't think it would be weird at all, but I guess if you ever plan on being in a same sex relationship, that's when you'll have to cross the bridge. But I think it's just like, it depends on the parents and if it matters, it's just an intimate part when it comes down to like sex versus partnership. So when it's Mm -hmm. partnership, it's easy to be like, Hey parents, I have this partner when it's like, Hey parents, I'm having this kind of sex. I think that's where it's like, yeah, coming out's kind of fucking weird sometimes. Like, why do you want to fucking know that? <laughs> yeah, it can be very intimate, I think, versus, I mean, even like the less intimate, like I said that you should ask your parents how they describe you to other people. And like even being like, hey, how do you describe my sexuality to people? Like that can feel almost like being overly vulnerable or like, oversharing to even, because I, I think it's, has a lot to do with like 
the phrase of sexuality and what it implies and obviously there's more to orientation I guess that could be a better word to use if if they would pick up on that Um, but there could be more to orientation than just sex but I think it's interesting that um, this person asked if they can just be by and never actually tell them because I I would assume that you're not planning on getting serious with any women I think it's important to like interrogate that why because that seems like some combat stuff to me um, which it it might not always be but I think it's good to look at why you see men as like a valid long-term partner and not women and not non-binary people either I should include but like if you are in a relationship with a cis man you realize that you're bi and you're completely monogamous not going to act on it like you don't have to tell your parents that you think about some female celebrity while you masturbate like you don't have to like divulge that information but if you want them to know you fully if you want to share that information with previous generations or if you want to share that information with like future generations like your grandchildren someday like if you want to let them know like maybe you didn't act on it, but it was like a core part of who you are. I think it it's mm-hmm. very personal and I I don't think you need to come out to your parents, but I think it's important to think about why and why not you might want to and might not want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at some point it is like the whole scope of who you are. And so mm-hmm. why do you want to not let them see that? I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I know you just mentioned being in a relationship and being bi. So somebody asked, do you have any tips for coming out as bi while in a long-term and not very sexual relationship? I'm going to assume that they are talking about a hetero relationship because I don't know why they'd be asking this question if they were bi in a homo relationship. But this is kind of, I'm going to be honest, kind of tricky because my gut reaction by this person saying this is a long-term and not very sexual relationship and I'm now coming out as bi I'm like it doesn't really seem like that's a like I I feel like the canon event here is going to lead you to probably not being in that relationship and probably Mm. exploring sexuality more because I've seen a lot of that pattern However, I also do know people who are just bi and in partnerships that are heterosexual and, and that's fine. And sometimes both of them are, but I feel like if it's not very sexual because you're not a very sexual person and you're maybe demisexual, asexual or something like no problems there. But if it's not very sexual and you want it to be, or it could be, Mm -hmm. I feel like that person you're dating is like your bestie. And maybe there's more to explore here, but this is where I say it's kind of tricky because I don't feel like I have enough info to really know. But like, that was my first reaction is like, oh, so you're bi and this relationship is not going to be your forever relationship. Yeah. I just, I don't know. No, I also feel like we need more details because it's like, are they looking for tips for coming out to other people? Because I don't know how other people would really know how sexual your relationship was or not True. unless they're like your close friends. And if so, I think they would be hope I would hope that they would be, you know, understanding of the fact that you can have a not very sexual relationship and 
realize you like more than one gender or are you asking for advice about coming out to your partner and worried about like is that going to make them feel insecure and like what you said Gina is this person not super sexual is the other person not very sexual is is it just they've always been very sexual until they got with each other like there are a lot of components and yeah I do feel like the addition of the not very sexual relationship part makes me think something else is going on here but I I don't know for sure so it's hard to answer that one it is but obviously you're still valid in your bisexuality so Mm -hmm. that at least is something you can you can take Mm -hmm. um speaking of being valid someone else said how can I feel more valid as a bi person I feel like neither quote-unquote side is accepting of me that's a good question because I also agree that sometimes people on both quote-unquote sides are not as accepting as they should be. Um, But I think what's important is like other people can't validate like this intrinsic part of ourselves. We validate that for ourselves. And that's exactly how you can know you're bisexual as a 12-year-old who's never even kissed anyone. Or you can know Mm -hmm. you're a lesbian when you're five and have your first crush on a Disney princess, like you can realize those things without other people confirming it. But like, you can also realize those things without the Disney princess. I don't know. Like, I don't think we need external sources to tell us who we are and who we're not. And of course, some of our identities are in relation to other people and other identities. But I think gender and sexuality are things that come from us and they don't come from other people's interpretations right Um. yeah I feel like a lot of times the comp pet side is like oh we're gonna see you know girls who are bias experimenting and we're gonna only see them in a hetero relationship and all these things but then I Mm -hmm. feel like on the other side I don't know if it's like compulsory homo activity normativity I don't know what the word is but then I feel like there's the other side where it's like you're not gay enough you're not queer enough oh you're just you're just like somebody when I was um when I was dating a dude and I was bisexual and I identified as bisexual someone was Mm -hmm. like oh well you're not really gay and I'm like what the what Mm -hmm. what do you mean like why because I am dating a dude right now like fuck you like I don't know (laughs) I feel like there's that side where it's you have to have done things and be in a certain relationship and all these things to like be seen as queer. And I literally think both sides are so wrong. And so number one, like don't be either of those people. And mm-hmm. and sometimes that's why I call it like compulsory homo normativity because I really do think sometimes it is conditioned as us of a gay people to see a bisexual person who's in a straight relationship for all visual purposes and think, oh, I'm gayer because I have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That's literally incorrect. Have I had that thought before? Yes. And then I told myself, nope, you're being a bad queer person. (laughs) And so you have to like unlearn both sides, obviously. Like, I think there's so much unlearning we have to do from combat, but I think there's Mm -hmm. just as much unlearning we have to do on the other side to really validate the bisexual experience because it is valid because 
gender isn't even fucking real at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. however you choose to express, we've just assigned random things to it and decided this is feminine, this is masculine, this is how this person should dress. It's all like literally fake. And so mm-hmm. you can be attracted to any person, you can be having any kind of sex, and it's all, I don't know, I feel like every it, life is queer. So like, it's wrong to look at bi people and be like, you're too much this or not enough that. Like, Mm -hmm. no, everything is a joke. Like life is a fucking joke. Like let people date however the person they date wants to look and dress and whatever. And I don't know, it's hard. Like for this person who's obviously the bi person in this scenario, don't let yourself be around the kind of queer people who tell you that you're not valid enough. And if they do that, call them out and tell them that they're being bad queers. Like they, they literally mm-hmm. are and like tell those lesbians to get off their fucking high horse. <laughs> and just because they're not dating a man doesn't mean that you're any more or less gay than them because you are dating one or want mm-hmm. to date one or have like, like mm-hmm. fuck them, you know? And t- but call yeah. Them out. Yeah. Honestly, I was kind of thinking while you're talking that I think the almost like compulsory homonormative aspects or whatever if you think about it they're almost like a subset of compat because it's like okay you can be gay but only if you fit these boxes and if you haven't you're not really gay and you're just looking for attention or all these different like reasons that people give to say why someone seeks a same gender relationship or a queer relationship and mm-hmm. I think the whole you need to check all these boxes to be gay thing then just like it comes full circle to you yep. need to check all these boxes to also not be gay and it's like there's no one way to be queer so we're not we're not robots like this isn't a scantron yep. test it's not how life works so yeah I you have to take the PSSAs <laughs> yes of course PSSA. <laughs> the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, <laughs> <reference>. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes so it, it's not easily sorted into groups and data yeah. it's not how it works yeah continuing on with a another question about validation in our sexualities how should i respond when other queer people say i'm not queer enough to count and i think gina really just gave us the blueprint for that one be like well you're a bad queer person i would i would probably be like go read a book go google some i would probably respond like (laughs) what do i need to eat a certain amount of carpets or something like what the (laughs) fuck kind of uh like i just think that's so stupid and because you can also flip it on them and be like so at what point are like people not straight enough to count like Mm -hmm. do you look at little girls who are like having crushes on prince charming and tell them that they're like not straight enough you know what i'm saying like i just think it's like stupid because i mean you like we've said this before like nobody is expecting young kids to validate their crushes it's like literally just based off of feelings Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I think I, I might've told this story before where like I hooked up with this one girl and it was her first time and we made each other come, but she didn't eat me out. And then like her friends told her it didn't count because she didn't eat me yeah. out. And so like, mm-hmm. I was like, I literally like looked at her and I was like, your friends suck. And that we had sex. We can do it again. And you yeah. can lick me all you want, but we already had sex. So like, right. I need you to hear this. Like we had sex. Did you enjoy mm-hmm. it? I did. And if we, we both came, so like girl, like, don't yeah. let your friends gaslight you into saying that we didn't fuck because, yeah, we did. 
Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like you have to call those people out. And like, sometimes it's just me of like, why do you say that? So your mm-hmm. roster makes you more queer than me. Well, mm-hmm. that, so what I have to be a slut to be queer, like asexual people can be queer. Demisexual people are queer. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of gross to me, to be honest. <laughs> and also also uh going off of what you just said I think if you really don't want to like engage with going back and forth with them about this I think it can be really powerful to just be like I can't believe you thought it was okay to say that to someone or just like something kind of like problematic thing to say yeah wow that was a take like there are things that you can say to like shut it down and not engage but also still like walk away feeling like the bigger person who got the last word which is all you can look like what are you king of the gays yeah (laughs) oh sorry i thought i already got my whole punch yeah (laughs) right that's a good one (laughs) my bad i let my membership expire i've really been meaning to renew it like so stupid. I thought the tenth one was free. (laughs) Thought I'd finally get my certification afterwards. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, don't give your time to those people. I mean, if if you want to educate them, then yes, give your time. If you have if you have the time, if you have the energy today, yeah, I support you. But also, if you don't, I don't blame you, and you don't have to respond to anyone who says you're not queer enough. Yep. So one more conversation around our bisexual lovers. How do you know if you're bisexual? I watch lesbian porn, been thinking about it for ages. And I think I have a girl crush, but I absolutely love my boyfriend. Already to me, sounds like you're bisexual. You're getting turned on by women. You're getting turned on by your boyfriend. That sounds bisexual to me. And if you have a girl crush, great. That doesn't mean you have to break up with your boyfriend. Like, you can have girl crushes all the time. People have crushes every day. Like, I don't know. I'm a Libra. So maybe that's a hot tip on my (laughs) end. But, like, that's how I feel. But to me, it's like, you sound bisexual, girly. Welcome. You're listening to us and sending a question. And so I'm going to think that you already know you're a little gay. True. I actually was going to disagree with you on this one. Rare, really? um, rare pivot. Yeah. So I think that just because you watch a certain kind of porn, that doesn't mean that has anything to do with your identity. And really? like for me, I don't really watch porn anymore, but I watched a lot of lesbian porn when I was with my ex-boyfriend and trying to figure stuff out slash did figure shit out and once I was only dating women I had begun to reintroduce porn with like men in it and sometimes porn with only men in it and you know like I don't identify as a gay man I don't want to like transition or anything at this point in my life but I think I don't think that being a cis woman and watching lesbian porn automatically makes you bisexual because I think sometimes the appeal in it is that it's quote-unquote taboo and oh I shouldn't be watching this because I'm a straight woman and I have a boyfriend like but I what about the girl this. crush part well okay yeah no that's the part I was gonna bring into that I was like okay, okay. but then like, also well, you're listening on, to us and then also you have a girl crush that's kind of gay girly but oh, you're saying like lesbian just porn the porn alone. yeah that, okay that doesn't say anything about your sexuality it can it can be a good indicator especially if you find yourself wanting to act on it or not being fulfilled in your relationship or 
you know, having this raging crush on someone else and knowing like there are lots of different factors that can come into play. But I don't think just watching lesbian porn makes you queer. I think sometimes it can be like that taboo factor. And that's why so many like porn categories are very like taboo things that we're as a society like get like kink shamed or people are against or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, but that can be one for people who are very like deep in the trenches of combat. So I think it can, you know, go either way on that part. But I think the fact that you are listening to us, and even if you're not listening to us, have you submitted this on the Hot Mess Man account? Why are you following me on there and responding? Like, not that you shouldn't, but like, come on. I see you. <laughs> I mean, maybe they started following as an ally and then we're kind of like, wait, some of this like makes sense. And it's funny. Anyone who follows me as an ally hilarious. who isn't like someone I know IRL, I'm like, sure, Jan, you're an ally. <laughs> sure, Jan. Okay. Like you just want to support. <laughs> okay. Well, since we're already talking about being a lesbian on Instagram, somebody else asked, I want to come out as a lesbian on Instagram, but a lot of homophobic relatives follow me. I've been in this situation and at this point in my life, it's really safe for me to kind of think like, fuck my homophobic relatives or in my case, conservative relatives, not really homophobic, Mm -hmm. but conservative. And I just post whatever. And if they don't like it, they can unfollow me. But there were times in my life where maybe it wouldn't be quite as safe to do that. So my first thought is there's a close friend story for a reason, and you could put everybody besides those relatives on the close friend story. Like you can do whatever you want with that. You can actually hide your story from certain people. You can um, restrict, like there's a lot of nuances to the privacy of Instagram. And I know this because of all the fucking sorority cunts from college who still wanted to follow me. I made sure I blocked them. I made sure they can't see stories. I made sure like everything's, everything's clear. Like they cannot find me. And so you can get pretty intricate where like they don't even know about the hiding. So if you really want to post things and truly not have them see it, there are ways to do that. You can also post whatever you want and distance yourself from the homophobic relatives because fuck them anyway. Um, But it's a balance of like doing what you want versus what's safe, if that makes sense. Mm. Because I don't know how old you are either and if where you're living and what part of the country you're in. So balance out what's safe for you. Right. You can also make like a private Finsta account and like follow the people you want to come out to or just even everyone except for the family. A little bit extra work to be done, but you could like block them on that account and come out on there and have it be private. True. And aside from the close friends or just like not giving a fuck, I'm like a huge proponent of blocking my family on Instagram. Like they are all blocked from my hot. They mess might not even notice. They're, no, they're they notice and I don't care. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? And I block them and any new accounts they may create. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at me. So I, I think it's okay to block people, especially in an instance like this. Like I don't think you're being like childish or petty. Like it's not like you're just being an asshole. Like you have a valid reason and you're allowed to have privacy even in an online sphere. Uh, And I don't think you should feel bad for that. So yeah. Yeah. So our last question 
is as a newly out lesbian, how do I unlearn old quote unquote straight habits such as seeking male validation? It takes time. I'll tell you that because I feel so much for lack of a better word evolved as a queer person today than when I was 24, 25 Mm. and first started identifying as queer. And that's not to say I'm more valid now versus then. It's not like that at all. The difference is I've spent more time unlearning compet and compomo. I spent time- Paranormal homo activity. (laughs) Paranormal homo activity. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking die. That is so funny. But I feel like The longer I've been challenging social norms, the less seeking of validation, period. I I don't, because I don't go out and seek validation from non-men either. Mm -hmm. I don't really seek validation anymore. That's, that doesn't mean I still don't have anxiety and like worry about what people think, but I'm, I'm definitely not participating in a lot of social norms that I was very comfortable doing even at like 27, you know what I mean? Like even just like four or five years ago, I feel like for anything there's so much unlearning that has to happen in life. And it's not just queer. It's also like as a white person, as a feminist, as an ally to trans people, like there's so many things to unlearn in so many aspects. And there's only going to be more when there's more conflict that's happening in the world. Like right now, I feel like I'm learning about how much war propaganda I need to unlearn or I need to educate Mm -hmm. people around me to unlearn and stuff. And I feel like the more life you live, the more experiences will show you that you do need to unlearn things. So even the fact that you're saying, I want to unlearn some of these old habits, I think you're already in the right mindset. And then it's just like time of challenging what you know and figuring it out, but it's not going to happen overnight. That's for sure. Yeah. I think the overarching focus should be like, how can I validate myself? So I'm not seeking this external validation, like what kind of things can I do, whether that's therapy, whether that's self-help books and podcasts or finding like worksheets on like developing a core sense of self. Like there, there are different things that you could look up to do that or different methods you could take. My original thought though was I have two very opposing views that I think could also help. If you don't want to take the self-validation route yet, you probably will have to eventually, but if you don't want to do it yet, okay, option one, just like don't interact with any men if like male validation (laughs) is like the biggest one or like as few men as possible or I don't know, like I until recently, like I rarely interacted (laughs) with cis straight men or just men in general, to be honest. And that helps to prevent seeking out male validation because, you know, Mm -hmm. once, once you kind of like go cold turkey and it's been a while, like the supply of whatever kind of dopamine or serotonin or whatever neurotransmitter you're getting, it stops like amping up and it it's not as important, but that's not really feasible for a lot of people. There's another path you can take that I think is kind of the path that I initially took. It can also not be the healthiest depending on the person, but like for me, I realized I was a lesbian and 
ended a long-term relationship I was in with a man and I wanted to date women but at that time I was like having a lot of trouble meeting any and was just kind of like struggling but I still very desperately like needed some sort of like affection validation attention so I was still talking to and engaging with men but I was not enjoying it like it wasn't fun I it wasn't like a good like any of the male validation I was getting or like the attention even if it wasn't a bad experience it still like wasn't what I wanted or needed so then eventually that like clicked for me and I unlearned it and realized it wasn't for me so I think that could be another path is to instead of quitting cold turkey you could go all in until you're sick of it and then just be like oh I'm over it and not that I even would say I went all in but like I definitely continued to engage with men for a few months and I was just like I hate texting them they're so boring (laughs) so like eventually you'll get fed up and move on or you'll be into it who knows but yeah there's those two methods but I think the core issue here is seeking external validation and figuring out how to give that to yourself yeah I think I like echo so much of what you said and I definitely think unlearning like that I was talking about unlearning habits does come easier when you know how to validate yourself and Mm -hmm. so there's so much merit in just exploring yourself and then seeing what you don't need as a result of that so yeah hell yeah (laughs) cool well I really like this episode I could literally talk about coming out all day all the time and I really like the variety of our questions that we got. So if you would like to send in your own, ask for any sort of advice, you can DM us anywhere on social media. We are at Sapphic Survival Guide everywhere except for Twitter slash X, which is just at Sapphic Survival. You can email us your questions, Sapphic Survival Guide at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail, 724-209-8877. And if you like us and want some bonus content, go to patreon.com slash Sapphic Survival guide please send us any sort of like review rating send us to a friend we want to be reaching as many queer people as possible and then of course you can find me anywhere online at the Regina, including my website thelibregina.com and um hello is out there for all your jersey shore recaps wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find me cheyenne at hot mess on pretty much any social media platform and with that class is now dismissed <laughs>